I've never been sailing before, never been on any vessel with a sail, and know absolutely nothing about sailing. However, I can still make one definitive factual claim about sailing, that it is the best analogy we have for understanding life in the Holy Spirit. How do I know this to be true? Because Jesus said so. In this analogy, the wind is the Holy Spirit. They are in fact the same Greek word in scripture. And the boat is our journey of faith and conversion. Still, the Holy Spirit remains mysterious and elusive. After all, we cannot see the wind, but only observe its effects. The Catechism notes that the Holy Spirit does not speak of himself, nor does he speak with his own voice. The Holy Spirit reveals God and makes Christ the word of the Father known to us. Every once in a while, I think it's a good theological meditation to ponder what concretely life without God and without Christ would be like. Perhaps even more challenging might be to ponder what would life be like without the Holy Spirit? After experiencing Christ's victory over death, the disciples gathered in the upper room after his ascension were undoubtedly uncertain about their mission, afraid and worried about emerging divisions. How would Christ remain present with us if he's up in heaven? But the gift of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost reveals that not only does Christ now live in us, but that he works through us and does even greater works than if he were still with us on earth. The great Holy Spirit hymn mentions some of the signs and attributes of the Holy Spirit, veni creator spiritus, gift of the most high God, font of life, fire, charity, anointing, finger of God's right hand. These are not mere pious thoughts or special gifts reserved for the saints. These represent God's work of sanctification deep within our hearts at every moment that we allow him. The metaphor of the Holy Spirit as the wind in a sail does not end there, however. The beginning of the interior journey, the life of conversion means getting in a boat amid the stormy sea without even knowing how to sail. And so our first stages of conversion in life are not really that of a masterful sailor, but of picking up the paddle of the oar and rowing. 
And that's a sort of analogy for understanding the life of grace and acquiring and building virtue. That there's a almost correspondence between our initiative and our efforts and then the grace and the effects that we receive. It begins with us, ends in God. And that's what those human virtues are. And that's like rowing. It's building some spiritual muscles and then guiding that life of conversion in a sense by our own efforts. But then there comes a point in our lives where the Lord is inviting us to cast off the oars completely. And then we start sailing. And then the deeper life of life in the spirit really begins. At that point, when we're sailing with the wind, then we're not being guided by our initiative. In fact, we in a sense lose control of where we're going or where we are being led. And we leave it totally at the disposal of the spirit, of the wind, wherever he wants to guide us. And so like all analogies in the church with the spiritual life, they break down at a certain point. And here, this analogy breaks down as well. Because when we're living that life according to the spirit, it's not like being amid a hurricane where we constantly feel the rush of wind or we're living in this intimately felt life of God's presence. But actually at that point, the voice of God and the Holy Spirit becomes just a mere whispering sound. It becomes very, very subtle inspirations and movements deep within our heart. And it requires a deep and mature gift of discernment to be able to hear and to respond to. And so that's where that virtue of docility to the Holy Spirit comes in, training our hearts to be able to hear his quiet whispering sounds, those tiny subtle movements in our heart or in our mind, and then being able to respond to that. And when we live a mature life in the Spirit, there's no deliberation in doing God's will. We're inspired and we act. We consent right away. It's not like rowing the boat where I can ponder for a second, do I wanna do this or not? Maybe I should try harder or less. No, it's just an immediate consent, no deliberation. That's life according to the Spirit. And so all of our teachings about the spiritual life allow us to cultivate that deeper responsiveness to the Holy Spirit. We can cultivate promptness in responding to the Spirit by being prompt each day in doing God's will in little things without delaying, without deliberation. 
We can practice generosity with God by always trying to give him more. And doing those things will further open our hearts and our minds and our souls to responding immediately to those promptings of the Spirit, to living the life of the Spirit. And so life with the Holy Spirit is at once mysterious and glorious. It is the Spirit who perfects us, sanctifies us, and speaks the word of God to us. Come, Holy Ghost, Creator blessed, in our hearts take up thy rest. Come with thy grace and heavenly aid to fill the hearts which thou hast made. O Comforter, to thee we cry, O heavenly gift of God most high, O fount of life and fire of love and sweet anointing from above. Amen. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org. That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.